Allen Ginsberg's Howl, written in 1955 and first published in 1956, is one of the most important and famous uh, contemporary American poems. Ginsberg was born in 1926 in Newark, New Jersey. His parents were Jewish members of the New York literary counterculture uh, and also political activists. His mother was very active in the Communist Party and a free thinker. His father was an aspiring proletarian poet. Ginsburg attended Columbia University in the 1940s, and while there met and developed close friendships with William S. Burroughs, Neil Cassidy, and Jack Kerouac, amongst others, all of whom would become, in the post-war period, leading figures of the Beat Movement. The poem is inspired definitely by Walt Whitman. Whitman was a very important figure uh, for the young Ginsburg, and also by William Blake, if you're familiar with uh, the British Romantics poetry, visionary poetry. Uh, Ginsburg wrote the poem in the summer of 1955 while he was staying in Berkeley, California. He first performed the poem at Sixth Gallery in San Francisco in October of 1955. Uh, within the year, Howe was uh, published uh, as part of Ginsburg's Thin, Slim First Collection by Lawrence Ferlinghetti of City Lights Books. Uh, City Lights Books, of course, still exists on Columbus Avenue uh, in San Francisco, a great place to visit. And Ferlinghetti himself just celebrated his, I think it was 100th birthday. In any case, uh, upon its release, uh, Ferlinghetti and the manager of City Lights Books, Shigeyoshi Murao, were charged with disseminating obscene literature. They were both arrested. An obscenity trial was held, uh, and a local San Francisco judge, Clayton W. Horn, ruled that the poem was not obscene and how it could continue to be uh, published and sold and went on to become one of the most infamous poems of the Beat generation. Uh, if you've looked at the poem, then uh, you know that it's a very visceral, uh, angry, visionary uh, piece of literature. At the center of the poem, is, how, is uh, Ginsburg's protagonist, whom he calls the Madman Bum, an angel beat in time. Over and over again in the poem, especially in the first section, which is a section I really want you to focus on, we see that um, it's a poem that's really about freedom and escape, written at the crest, the very peak of what people called the American century in the mid-1950s, when the U.S. was a global uh, dominant power, when the American way of life, including uh, the suburban home, modern conveniences uh, and appliances, etc., was being celebrated around the world, uh, it's a poem that says, we got to get out of here. This is not uh, sufficient uh, for our minds or our hearts. Uh, and in fact, this uh, great American way of life is in some ways a prison. One way to think about the poem is uh, in some very basic terms, who, what, when, where, and why. So as you read the poem, pay attention to who is doing all these crazy things. The angel-headed hipsters, the subway riders, the fire eaters, the loners, uh, the volcanologists, 
the sex addicts, the coffers, the scribblers. Uh, it's a poem that's built around active sentences, or really built around actors and actions. What kinds of things are they doing? Uh, they're being expelled from the academies. They're loaning it through the streets of Idaho. They're throwing their wristwatches off the roof. When are they doing it? They're doing it all night on the subway. They're doing it uh, in barroom afternoons. They're doing it at midnight. Uh, they're doing it all night walking and all night scribbling. Where are all these actions taking place? Primarily in the city, but not always. In the Negro streets, in the Battery, Holy Bronx and Zoo, in Bickford's and Fugazi's, uh, in Bellevue, in the East River, uh, in Manhattan, in Chinatown, even though in Kansas, uh, and uh, as we see at the end, in Rockland and the State Hospital there. It's a poem that celebrates the margins. It's a poem that celebrates marginal places, marginal people, and uh, actions designed really to liberate folks from their bodies, from places, from identities, from sexualities, uh, etc. Uh, I think one thing to pay attention to in the poem as you read it through is how important and central the body is uh, in the poem. People are doing things to their bodies. They're eating fire. They're purgatorying their torsos. They're burning cigarette holes in their arms. They're cutting their wrists. People, the poem uh, seems to say, uh, have to escape. And, they ha and the best means of escape is through the body. One has to escape one's body but one also has to, in a way, embrace one's body to find this kind of uh, spiritual transcendence, etc. Uh, you know, it's a poem of extremes, extreme behavior, extreme figures. Uh, it's a poem that, you know, endorses extreme means, including peyote, benzedrine, junk, insulin, and metrazole, uh, etc. And throughout the poem, what happens is, or one thing that happens is, the madman, uh, the madman bum, and angel beat in time become, so to speak, angels. Right. So you'll see that kind of imagery all the way through: angel-headed hipsters, Mohammedan angels, visionary Indian angels, the blonde and naked angel, etc. The whole movement of the poem, the whole urge in the poem, is to transcend, to become spiritual. Uh, to become sing, to become something more uh, than human and really more than American. I think the best way to read the poem uh, is to read it out loud. And if you can't do this in your living room, you can do it you know behind your bathroom door or whatnot, is to read it out loud and really get into the rhythm of it. Because even though it's a poem that describes, it's also a poem that reads like and sounds like some kind of incantation that by reading the poem out loud, you're also conjuring up the very world and the very figures that the poem uh, describes. So Ginsburg, Howell, 1956, performed 1955. Enjoy.